Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy, a podcast that looks at the inspiration, intention, and actionable steps to help you jumpstart joy in the world, in your life, and in other people's lives. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. This is episode 188. On this week's show, I'm really excited to be sharing 10 great reasons to start a podcast. I'm going to share some of the really amazing things that have happened in my life as a result of starting this show and some of the really neat things that I've seen happen in other people's lives as well when they have said yes to the creative pursuit of starting a brand new show of their very own. I know that so many of you that listen are multi-passionates. That means you have a lot of ideas and you have a hard time deciding on the one thing that you want to do with your life and podcasting is great for that. I also know that many of you are coaches or healers or doctors and you might be looking for a new way or an additional way to get your message out there in the world and share your voice with people, literally and figuratively. I'm really excited to share some of the additional things that have happened for me after getting my show out there that I think are also really amazing side effects and parts of the process. Before we get to the show, I want to give you all a very warm welcome and say thank you so much for listening this week. And always, if you're new, of course, a very big welcome. And I'm so glad that you're here. I have to say that May has been a really exciting month on the show, and so if you haven't listened to the back catalog of this month, be sure and check it out because we had Skip Pritchard talking all about the Book of Mistakes as the first episode. That's 185. And then Mallory Weissong joined me. She is my virtual assistant, and we talked all about holding space for magic, joy, and trust in your business. And Last week, Zoha Abbas, who is also a multi-passionate, joined me to talk all about defining your purpose and your process as an entrepreneur. And there's a lot of crossover in this show between joy and entrepreneurship, and I think that's a lot of fun, and it's a great mix. And this episode will kind of continue that vein of topics. If you want to find out more about the show or find those past episodes, you can go to the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com. And all of those right now, as of you know May 28th, 2019, all of those episodes will be on the front page. You can go back in the archives and find them as well if, this is, if you're listening at a later date. And of course, course, there are show notes for every episode, and those are at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash 10 reasons. There's also a lot coming up in the next month around podcasting itself. So I'll be transparent. Yes, this is a well-timed episode about the great reasons to start a show. And I will in June be starting up a very free plan your podcast challenge. And that will start the week of June 3rd. That will go through some of the really basic things to start a show. If you want a little bit more interaction with me, it is a live taught free class. And then on June 20th, I start my Jumpstart Your Podcast class, which is a seven-week class that will take you from idea to your show launching. And it is so much fun. So I really hope you'll check those out. If you're curious, on the homepage of jumpstartyourjoy.com, 
um, you will find a button right in the middle that says start a podcast. If you click that and sign up for the free reference guide, you will also get on the list to join those and be the first to know when the class registration for both of those opens up. And it is coming soon. I will send that out this week sometime. So I hope you guys will join me for that if you're thinking about doing your own show. It is so much fun. If you guys have been listening for a while, you may recall that even last year, I did an episode called Eight Great Reasons to Start a Podcast. And yes, this is similar to that list, but I will say this has been recrafted and redone, and it's really based on some of the more recent experiences that I've had talking about podcasting with so many different people. I In the last couple of weeks, I've done a couple of webinars with people who ask great questions. This last week, I had this amazing opportunity to go to my son's, he's in elementary school, his college and career day festival, where I got to talk to kids about being a podcaster, which was very eye-opening because so many of them really want to be YouTube stars. <laughs> so I had to start with this. Okay, so you know what YouTube is, right? And then, okay, what is podcasting? And explain that it was kind of like audio files and that that's the sound version of YouTube. So it was very interesting and eye-opening to see what they are dreaming of being and then getting to share with them that there are careers out there that are similar to what they love to do and what they are dreaming of right now that might be a really great fit. And a lot of them also said, I don't know what I want to be grow up when I grow up. And that warmed my heart as well. Because the answer that I always gave to that question was happy. <laughs> And so I can relate to some children who don't have a set answer right now for what they want to be when they grow up. The other really interesting thing that I got to do this weekend, it's Memorial Day in the U.S., which is a holiday on Monday for us. And so businesses are closed. But on Saturday, I had I had planned a picnic with a group of people that I used to lead retreats with. So back before this podcast started and when I started my originally original blog, which was called Welcoming Spirit. I was a retreat leader in addition to being a project manager because, yeah, multi-passionate. <laughs> That's how it works. And I got to lead retreats with this group of people at San Damiano Retreat in Danville. And we worked together on that, like, you know, planning a couple of retreats a year for about 11 years. And then after a time, it kind of came to its natural conclusion. And as that was starting to wind down, and I'd been doing it for a while, that's when I actually started working with my own coach at the time, which is Michelle Ward, the When I Grow Up coach. She's been on the show a couple of times. And I went to her and said, look, I really want to do more of what I'm doing when I lead retreats. And I didn't even know what that meant. So if you're thinking, hey, I don't know what I want to do, I would say it's a great time to start to do the inquiry with a coach and try and figure out what does all that mean? Because there's probably a nugget in what you're getting the nudge around that is the truth of the matter and what you really want to do next. So when I worked with Michelle, I was trying to figure out what was the next thing that was like retreat leading that I could do. And the thing that came com kept coming back to me was this list of like 20 or so people, I still have it, that I really wanted to invite to be like speakers at a retreat. Logistically, I always knew that that was kind of an impossibility because that would have to be an immense retreat to need 20 or so speakers. But <laughs> Since you're a podcast listener, you might know and have a guess as to where this is headed. Well, what it really became was that those were the 20 people that I basically invited to be the first guests on the show. And that was the format. So this show came out of that yearning to do more 
of what a retreat was like. And so it was super special to get to re-meet up with some of these people that I'd gotten to spend some really sweet time with leading retreats together. And that that was really the birthplace of this show, whether I knew it or not at the time, that this would be the next iteration of doing more of what it's like to lead retreats. So <laughs> it's with really great joy that I share that story because I bet there's so many of you that are wondering what's next. I know I love this thing. I don't know if I could bring it about and if it's really like the true version of itself that it's supposed to be for me to do next. And I really encourage you to kind of stay with it and figure it out because you will and it will be amazing. Before we get to the reasons, these top 10 reasons or these amazing reasons for you to start a podcast, I want to share with you what I lovingly call the first rule of podcasting, which, yes, is taken from inspiration of the first rule of Fight Club, although it's not really the same. I just think it's funny, and that's kind of my sense of humor. And this is something that I tell everybody that enrolls in Jumpstart Your Podcast or I mean, I'll repeat it again, of course, in the Planning Your Podcast Challenge. You know, before you start anything, before you even go down the road of trying to figure out what your show is about, Here's your first rule of podcasting. It's your own damn show and you can do whatever the hell you want with it. <laughs> and I want that to sink in for you. Yes, I used to swear word, sorry. <laughs> but it's your own damn show and you can do whatever the hell you want with it. And I say that in part because I've had a few students who feel like there is a right and a wrong way to do a podcast. And let's back that out a little bit more. There are so many people that feel like there is a right and a wrong way to do anything. And usually that's marketing. Usually that's something around entrepreneurial stuff. And I just want to say, no, it's not true. I mean, there are some good ideas and there's some things like taxes that you have to do. But I really want you to sink into this idea that if you are starting on a creative journey, and I really feel that podcasting is a creative outlet, it is your own thing. And you get to choose what it is that it, that it becomes. And that you know, it goes into what's, what's the kind of how often do you record? What's the foundation for your show? What are you going to be talking about? Who are you going to have on it? Even how long the episodes themselves are. You get to decide all of that. And I'm giving you full permission right now <laughs> because it's your own show and you get to do whatever you want with it. So let's jump into the 10 reasons. For this episode, I've really broken them out into what I'm kind of calling strategic reasons, which are higher level, more like philosophical more personal growth slash hobby slash interest reasons. And then the next set is more around tactics or the specifics that it can do for you. And most of those are around marketing because that's kind of where this eight, the original eight great reasons came from. But after I had done a webinar for a group of moms that are kind of like trying to figure out what's next after maybe they've taken some time off to be with their kids, some really interesting questions came out of that about why you might start a podcast at that stage in your life. So the first one, I think, goes across both. But strategically, the first one is that starting a podcast ups the know, like, and trust factor with people very quickly. Regardless of what your business is, regardless what it is that you do with your time, maybe you know, you've know you been a stay-at-home mom, maybe you're a life coach, anybody that starts a podcast begins to gather a following. And the really interesting thing is that by the nature of podcasting, and you probably understand this to some degree if you've listened to quite a few of them, you feel like you start to get to know the host <laughs> because podcasting is so very portable that people take it with them in their car or into the garden with them or maybe while they're doing housework or taking a walk. You're with them in a very personal 
space, you know, kind of inside their head. And so by sharing and by choosing to share certain things, even just by curating the material that you will bring together when you create your own show, people start to get a sense of who you are and what you value and how you act in the world. And so there's something very interesting about that being vocal versus being like a written word, a blog, which I think you can, in fact, display your personality in written format. I don't, I'm not challenging that at all. I think it might be easier for some people, for them, if they can hear your voice. And so that is the first reason, the <laughs> first of the 10. Then the second reason on kind of a strategic level of why you should start a podcast or a great reason to start a podcast is that it's flexible. This is one of the new ones. I hadn't really realized how flexible this, whether it be a hobby, which is the word I was about to say, or if it is the marketing arm for your coaching practice or your medical practice, it is flexible. I'm sitting here, you know, it's 1030 at night recording this after my kid has gone to bed. The house is quiet. It's a great time to record. I kind of have the ability to record whenever I want. I have recorded <laughs> from conference rooms at work. I have recorded on my lunch hour, of course. I have recorded from my car on a break from work. I have recorded in a closet while on vacation. I, I'm trying to think if there's other, I've actually recorded in a sauna that wasn't on while I was on vacation. So you kind of get this sense of it doesn't take a lot to find the space and the time to do this. Whereas there might be some other hobbies, like if you're going to take up sewing or painting or whatever, you do probably need a specific place and time and an area in your home to do those things. And they may also be a great thing to try out. Podcasting, on the, on the other hand, is very flexible. All I need is this mic and this computer and I'm good to go. <laughs> um, you know, there's a little bit more involved. But I think that is a very compelling reason to try something out. So number three is podcasting establishes you as an expert. And that could be around any field that you are currently in or interested in or maybe really um, have had experience in. Maybe you already are an expert and so you already have that as a leg to stand on with your show. I think especially if you're getting started in something, and that's really where this show came from initially was I had just gotten my life coaching certification. And I decided this show would be the marketing arm that would kind of have a wide net and hopefully reach a lot of people that wanted to work with me. <laughs> of course, the story goes like that. And then people started asking me, how did you start that show? And I started working with people to podcast. I also still do coaching. So it's been really interesting. And it has established me in the field. I mean, I consider myself an expert on joy at this point. I also feel like I've learned so much about coaching and personal growth topics and a lot about grief and how people thrive in difficult situations. Those have all been really immensely helpful for me as I go forth and have coaching relationships. It's also been super helpful for me to learn more about entrepreneurial stuff. So I think kind of setting myself as an expert in podcasting is a very interesting way to go about this. I think it's also the other thing that kind of came about when I was speaking with the, the moms um, for this moms group that I worked with in the last couple of weeks was that podcasting also has this interesting potential. If maybe you've left the workforce for a little while or you've been a contractor and not been full-time, but if you wanted to start a show about that topic that you maybe used to work in or maybe it's a new area that you want to work in, it could give you an interesting way to get back involved with the material if you've maybe been out of the workforce for a little while. So I think that's another really interesting thing is it may reestablish you as an expert. The fourth item that I 
thought of also came out of that more recent group of the moms, which is podcasting is a hobby that can grow into more. I think this one's interesting because, yes, mine started very specifically with the intent to reach people for a very specific reason. A podcast, if it has started as a hobby, there are many, many hobby podcasters and they do an amazing job and they put their heart and soul into it and they aren't putting the pressure on the thing to make any money. And in fact, I don't put any pressure on this show to make any money either. It still is a marketing arm and it still is a way for me to reach people and spread this message of joy and have a podcast about something that I love while I also get to podcast and get more experience so that I can help more people podcast. (laughs) So it has all those. But if you started it on a hobby, and maybe it's because you loved, you know, my background is in religion and religious studies. Maybe I very easily could have started a podcast about that. Mallory and I have actually started have talked about starting a podcast around science fiction, which would be so amazing. But those would be hobby shows. And I think there's the distinct potential, even if I had started a show in an area that I wasn't interested in continuing onward with in any other way, other than it being a hobby, that it could lead you down the path of developing some amazing skills in podcasting, which could in turn introduce you to the next person that maybe you would work with. It could open your eyes to a brand new world that you now want to continue to be a podcaster, and that's more of where you're headed in a career. And if you're talking about the Bay Area, there are places that are hiring for podcast producers. So I think it's interesting that it could remain in the realm of hobby, but it could go a lot further. I think we're at number five. One of the other great reasons to start a podcast is it allows you to network like a champ and make connections in like kind of this great, easy way. Well, especially if you have a interview show where you do some interviews on your show or you're reaching out to people for research on your show, it's this really natural way to break the ice and, and introduce yourself to someone maybe that you don't know, but you would really like to know um, or have somebody you'd really like to have a conversation with because you have this thing and you can pitch yourself into a conversation with them around this thing. And I would say that some of the really interesting ones that I have met is some other really great coaches that I don't know that I would have spoken to had I not had a podcast or kind of this reason for us to have a conversation. And those would be Andrea Owen and Kira Sabin and Amy E. Smith, the Joy Junkie. You know, it's been really interesting to have that connection so that I have a reason to speak to them. And it's been a real joy to get to meet them as well. I started some interesting conversations and friendships that have come out of those. I think it's also really good if you are starting in a new field to kind of this networking then gives you this network of people that then you could reach out to to ask other questions of. You know, once you've had a conversation for about an hour with someone, well, more than likely you've discovered something interesting and you guys kind of have a a basis for a relationship. And and that makes it easier to then make a request of them for anything else, whether that be knowledge or helping share the thing that you're about to launch, or like, it just gives you that thing that strategically might be very helpful. And you then also have a way to reciprocate for them. You know, if they're launching and you're launching, well, you could offer to put a word out on Twitter for them or kind of reciprocate for each other. Number six, You would expect this from the jumpstart your joy person, but it's fun and it's playful, which I think it makes it easier to do, at least for me, even if you were approaching it as a hobby, but if you're approaching it as a marketing arm, to me, this is fun and easy. It feels creative. It feels light most of the time. I mean, there's 
there are times when it is not easy. <laughs> I've been there and I get it. But for the most part, this feels like a really energizing and fun way for me to connect with people. You know, if podcasting or once you've kind of looked at the specifics of how it works doesn't feel that way for you, I would encourage you to find the thing that does feel fun and energizing and like something that you want to keep going back to for whatever, you know, whether you're looking for a new hobby or whether you're looking for something to market the business that you have or are growing. Because I think it's really easy to get into the shoulds and feel like, oh, I should have a blog and I should be putting up posts every week. And I have been there and I did not enjoy blogging. Like, but for some reason, kind of my tendency as the four tendencies go is rebel. For whatever reason, podcasting stuck and I still love it. And so I've got to think that kind of on the passion level and on the like core nurturing soul level, like this is a fit for me in a lot of ways. And so you will find that thing. If podcasting feels that way to you, it's awesome. And yes, it is light and fun. As we get into the more tactical slash marketing, so this is kind of the second set of reasons, although we'll continue on with the numbers. The number seven is, and maybe this could have been strategic as well, but that you naturally will grow your network. And I think for tactics that you are eventually going to roll out, either as a coach or a healer, or you know, even if, if you're a blogger or you have some sort of service-based business. I think it tactically is very important for you to have a network that you can tap into as you want to launch things or as you release a new offering. It's important to have a network of people that you trust and that you adore and that you get and who get you for when it is that you want to go out and either do something new, either for support for yourself or that you know, hey, these other people are gonna help amplify my message. So I think naturally growing your network consistently growing your network. If you don't want to do a podcast, I could see like an interviewing series on your blog would really be interesting or, you know, having experts weigh in on things and whatever the work is that you do and getting to have conversations with them. I think constantly growing your network and having that connection is really valuable, both on the strategic and on the tactical level. The eighth great reason is that you will learn new skills in your area of interest regardless of whatever kind of show that you start. Definitely, if you start a podcasting show that has interviews and you're talking to guests and people that are in the know in in uh, whatever area you choose to make your show about, yes, you will grow your your skill set. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at my own <laughs> little library over here and I see Grief Work by Julia Samuel. That was a conversation that literally changed how I see grief. And then I had a couple other same com or similar conversations in season three, Fred LeBlanc, who is the, the lead singer of Cowboy Mouth, and Suzanne Colon, who wrote a book about losing a dear friend of hers. When I put those three together, there was something that fundamentally changed how I see grief and how I see joy. And it actually then formulated the entire framework for you know, inspiration, intention, and action leading up to joy. Those things would have never been crafted and my ability to talk about joy in that way and then work with people who want to find joy would never have, le have reached that kind of a level without me having had those conversations. And so I know that when you start to roll into a show and you start talking about, you know, either specifics on whatever your topic is or you're growing and talking more about areas that you maybe already know a lot, about, you're going to learn more and it will, you know, grow what you know. 
Because the other really cool thing is you get to ask questions, the questions you want to ask of guests who are maybe experts in an area. And there's no other way that I know that would that would let you have those kinds of conversations. Number nine is that podcasting, and this is tactics again, podcasting is a media outlet like no other. And why, why I say this and why I say it's tactical is the medium that you are using will allow you to publish your show into a place like iTunes or Google Podcasts and you as an independent media producer of your podcast have the ability to sit next to the biggest publishing houses of podcasts in the world. So your show, and this is probably a little bit more of a visual one, but if you go into iTunes or Apple Podcasts right now and look at the leaderboard of any given area, if you go into, you know, like society and culture and look at personal journals, which is where you found this show, you'll probably see that there's some big names like NPR and and publishing companies have podcasts. And yes, they're in there and they're working on podcasts. But you will also see sprinkled in there shows like this one. I am all on my own. I'm do sometimes use an editor. I have somebody help me with some of the social media posting. But like this is an independent creation and it can sit up there and has sat up there next to the biggest names. I mean, it, you know, has hit number 22 under personal journals in the last couple months, which is huge. And I don't know another medium that would let you get tactically up against and up next to shows that have mass reach and huge budgets and that, you know, you're right there and you have the potential to reach the same audience that they do just because this medium is so fluid and so amazing. And yes, you could do some of this in blogging, right? There's, you could get introduced to some other people, but there's nowhere else where the leaderboards of these kinds of things are showing independent shows in the same way that podcasting is. Number 10, again, a very tactical, specific thing, is that when you start a show, you will find, or at least I did, that I have so much to talk about in marketing, which marketing in the past, even though this is marketing is literally what I did with my career before I started coaching and becoming a podcaster, I found it very difficult to talk about myself and market myself. All of that changed completely when I now have a show and something that I can talk about in an authentic way each week because I'm really excited about these guests that I get to talk about. And I'm excited to share the conversations that I've had with these guests with you guys. I'm very excited about like this episode. I love sharing. Like, why would you want to start a podcast? I would love for everyone to consider starting one. I think it's a great medium. And so I'm really excited to share this episode with people. And so I think if you found it tricky to get a leg up on being able to talk about yourself and your coaching practice or your healing practice, whatever that may look like for you, I think a podcast is a really interesting way to make it a lot simpler because you naturally have something to talk about every week. You just do because you've just created something for the week. And those conversations, especially if you start with an interview show, I think conversations with people make it really easy to also spark ideas about, oh, I could talk about that angle in my newsletter, or I could talk about this piece in social media and point people back to the show. 
I will also give you a bonus number 11, or the last 11th great reason to start a podcast now. It is a growing market. It is a growing space. And there aren't as many podcasts still as there are blogs out there. And so you have a chance to still get in while something is growing. And women are completely, I would say that the women's voice, the woman's voice is underrepresented in podcasting. You will find an amazing network of people. And um, there's some great communities that are women who are podcasting, but it is an underrepresented voice. And I think the more that we have all of us get involved with this great medium and sharing our important stories and sharing our vision of how things happen, should happen and sharing our inspiration and sharing our joy with the world. We just help level each other up. And I think that's one of the things that I find so exciting and why I love teaching my class so much is that it's this really amazing way to meet people who are all on the same journey in some way. I mean, they're all starting a show and a podcast. We all run into the same scary things together and you'll hear more about like how I totally freaked out about talking to Allison Arngrim because everyone has fear come up um, and she is the ultimate mean girl. She played Nellie Olson on Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> and I just had, I had a lot of fear come up in that conversation or before it happened. And I think knowing that you're working with someone who has been there and has felt those things and can comprehend why putting your voice out there in the world is kind of scary and vulnerable, I think that's a really, it's a great reason to get involved with a class like mine that can help you get through that and also can help explain the tech pieces that maybe you would have, you know, might cause a stumble or two along the way. Because I've been there, I've done that, and I want you to have a show that you love and that feels like you and that represents your story in the world. So those are the 11, (laughs) I always like throwing in a bonus, 11 great reasons to start a podcast. And um, the really good news about starting a show is there is that low barrier to begin producing a show. And the things that you need, instead of kind of walking through them here in this format, because I think it's hard and it's easier just to point you guys to stuff, is if you want to get my recommendations for the microphones, the software that I use, three really amazing tools that have literally changed how I do my show just in the last two to three months. All of these are part of the initial download that you can have access to. It'll be in the show notes for this episode. So jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash 10 reasons. And it's also on the homepage. It'll be if you click on the start a podcasting, you'll also get this reference sheet that has all of the stuff that you need to start a show, including my recommendations and those really those three game changer tools that I have come across that I really think every podcaster needs and needs to know about. You can find out more about the Jumpstart Your Podcast class. If you go on jumpstartyourjoy.com and under classes, there will be a start a podcast drop down. And that is where you can find out more about what the class is, what's offered and what's included and how we take you from an idea for your show to seven well it'll be eight weeks because we take a break over the july 4th week um, to let everyone celebrate but you'll go in eight weeks to having an idea from having an idea to having a show go live in the world which is so exciting and so much fun and i really hope that you will consider joining me for your journey so again you can find that at 
jumpstartyourjoy.com and the drop down under classes for start a podcast. So next week on the show, I am really delighted. Next week on the show, I am really delighted and honored to have Kelly Denethorn joining me. Kelly is a transgendered advocate, an educator. She's a teacher in public schools and a fashion blogger. And she and I went to high school together and it was really lovely to reconnect with her and have her share all about her transgender journey. And I think you guys are just going to love hearing her story. So I hope you will come back next week to tune in um, for that. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.